Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh, so much for the many things you've blessed us with this day. And now the awesome opportunity to get back in your word. Help us now as we do that. So pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of me to Z and the word liar. If you will turn to 1 Timothy in chapter 1. And here we see a letter to Timothy from Paul. Timothy being a young protege of Paul's, teaching him to be a pastor and an evangelist and missionary. As it reads in 1 Timothy chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my son in the faith. Wasn't his biological son, but his son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is of which is in faith so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity, out of a pure heart, and of a good conscience, and of faith unfeigned, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jaggling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say, nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good, if a man use it lawfully." knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, and for the unholy, for the profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. As he goes on through the first and second Timothy, teaching Timothy about the word of God and about the ministry. And here he's talking about the law and how the law is what shows us and confirms to us what is right, what is wrong, as well as he's included in here, that word that is in our studies here, liar, or he's for liars, that the law is there for liars, to understand and know that they should not do such a thing as to lie. All right, now turn to Titus, another protege of Paul's, letter to him, teaching him as well in the ministry. And we see that here in Titus chapter 1, picking it up in verse 10. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Just like the subject he was talking to Timothy about. The false teachers that are out there, those that are spreading lies. And you look deep into that, and it's for their own selfish gain. It's always at the root of it. Verse 11, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, 
for filthy liqueur's sake. See, for their own personal profit. Reads one of themselves, even a prophet in of their own, said the Christians are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true, wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth, unto the pure of all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. Those false teachers, those self-righteous bunch, they go out there and they accuse others, and they themselves are just evil liars. And they're in it for their own selfish gain. All right, now turn to the small epistle of John in 1 John chapter 1. And here we see a mention of the word lie and liar. Let's go ahead and pick it right up in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifest unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So he's qualifying himself here in the statement, they are eyewitnesses. He's teaching and writing about what he has personally experienced in his relationship with Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Isn't it awesome that we have information that can give us joyfulness when we study the Word of God and accept and receive salvation and we can receive the blessing of joyfulness as part of the fruits of the Spirit of the indwelling Holy Ghost. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So we see here he's declaring the difference between a truly born again Christian and those that are just in religion for their own selfish gain and those that are contrary completely. As he puts it right here once again, if we say that we have fellowship with him 
and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Those that proclaim that they are good, but they are not, because they are not following the Lord. They are liars. Verse 8, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If they claim that they are sinless, that they haven't done anything wrong, then they are a liar. But note the provision that is given to us. Verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that awesome? That we can get completely cleaned of all of our filthy sins, of our whole past, everything gone, wiped away, clean and white garment given to us. Sins taken away as far as the east is from the west, never to be brought back up again to us by the Lord ever again. But the devil will sure bring it back up against you. Other people will bring it back up against you. Yourself will bring it back up against you. But don't do that. Get it taken care of and know with confidence that it's gone, wiped away. Read verse 9 again. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And in verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Because he's clearly said that we have all come short of the glory of God. So we got to admit that, that we have sinned, that we have failed, that we have been contrary, and submit ourselves, repent from our evil ways, turn to the Lord. Chapter 2. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. See, we get the guidelines. They're here. The Holy Ghost teaches us. The Word of God teaches us. So we have the guidelines. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And that's awesome there. That if we do mess up, if we find a moment of weakness, if we lose in that tug of war and get pulled back into the flesh and we stumble and do something wrong, then we can take it back to the Lord and get forgiveness for it. But don't think that this is a, a license to sin, that, oh, I can sin all I want because I know when I'm done sinning, I'm just going to go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness and He's going to forgive me for it. And don't work that way because that's not true repentance. That's just a, a sinner pretending to be a Christian. Read first one again. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So he paid the price for all sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. Even those sinners that will never come to him, he paid the price for those sins that they are committing right now. Verse 3, And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. His two great commandments, to love him with all our existence, basically, and to love others as ourselves. 
if we truly love God, we're going to follow his guidelines. We're going to listen to him. We're going to listen to the indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to be living a God-glorifying life. And we're going to love others. When we do those things, those two main ones, and then that carries in and covers all the other commandments because it all falls within those two great commandments, then we know we have a relationship with him. Verse 4, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. I know people, I encounter people, I talk, talk to people that, that proclaim that there's no problem with their sin, that they have special exemption from the Lord to perform the sin of their desire. That is flat-out liar. They don't have a relationship with the Lord. They do not know the Lord. They cannot just create their own religion and wind up pleasing the Lord. It doesn't work that way. But I've seen people, I know people personally, that have this attitude that, oh, it's okay. If, if I was really doing something wrong, the Lord would let me know that I'm doing it wrong. And ignoring exactly what's being told them by the Word of God and by the life that they're living, the results of their sin, the loss of relationship with others, the loss of relationship with God, the loss of their health, the loss of their mental capacities. They are indulging in their sins, they're wallowing in their sins, and they're making up religions to accommodate their sins. They clearly are not Christian to begin with. Let's read that again. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. That's how we need to behave. That's what we need to do. We need to look at the life of Jesus Christ, the examples that he gave us, and we need to share the love that he has given us. We need to shine the light that he provides us with, comes from him through us into the dark world, and become a joint heir with Jesus Christ, become a ambassador to God. Verse 7, Brethren, I write... No new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which he had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard which from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for, your, for his name's sake. 
I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. We have the teachings, we have the guidelines, we have the information given to us specifically to help us live the kind of lives that we need to live and bring honor and glory to the Lord. And the warnings that we have, such as this warning here that the Antichrist are on the rise. This was given to John. This was given some 2,000 years ago. It was on the increase then, and the closer we get to the last days, more and more we're going to see it, and the more we surely see it today. The Antichrist attitude. Read verse 18 again. Little children. See, he's, now he's calling all of us believers as little children because we've got to come in meek and humble, willing to learn. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. This unction is a communication from the Holy Ghost that reveals the truth to us and reveals the Antichrist individuals and attitude and behaviors of the Antichrist to us. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. So when someone teaches something that is contrary to the Word of God, then you know they are a liar and an antichrist. Verse 22, Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whoso denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. So clearly put right there in verse 22, Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. That is a liar. So any religion out there that does not have Jesus Christ as the center, to acknowledge and know Jesus Christ as Lord, the Son of God, the Savior, the sacrifice for sins, the propitiation for sins, the Creator, 
when we spoke everything into existence, our Savior. If they deny that, they are Antichrist and they are liars. All right, now turn on over to 1 John in chapter 4. Another reference to liar, as it reads, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. The false prophets, those that have developed their own religions and even got many people to come in and follow them and believe in them and worship them, they are false. They are liars. They are antichrist. We've got to test them, try them. Do they align with the Word of God? Are they godly? Do they have Jesus Christ in the center? If not, then they are antichrist and liars. Verse 2, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Already back then, and definitely on the increase, and growing more and more every day. Verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another. It keeps going back to that love. Love of God and love of others. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him and He in us, because He hath given us of his spirit. See, that's the thing we got to realize and understand. We can get ourselves out of the way and let the Spirit of the Holy Ghost come up and be front and center. That when people look, they see the Lord. They don't see us. When we open ourselves up and let the love of God shine through us, flow through us into those around us, we just got to hang on for the ride. Verse 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, 
and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. There's the word that comes into this chapter, liar. It all goes back to that love. If you truly have the kind of love that we're supposed to have, we're not going to be lying. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment hath we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. It's not just talking about your biological kinfolk. This is talking about mankind, our brothers and sisters in the world, everyone, basically. We need to love, because he teaches us to even love our enemies. Even love those that are persecuting us. How do we do that? Like I said earlier, by letting the love of God flow through us into them. Then it's not all of our responsibility to provide love from ourselves, because that's inadequate. But when we allow the love of God to come into us and overflow and go into others around, that's the true sharing of love. All right, now turn over to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 2, one of the letters to the churches that was given to the Apostle John to share to the churches. And here we see the instructions in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1. Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars. See, he gives us the instructions. We can look at and know whether somebody's on the up and up and, and right and true and correct and, and righteous or ungodly and liars. Verse 3, And hast borne and hast patience and for my name's sake hath labored and hast not fainted. We need to work at it constantly. Like he told us earlier, we need to try the spirits. We've got to test and try the individuals as well that have gotten into the positions of teaching or prophesying or leading or guiding, are they of God or are they not? All right, now let's look at one of my favorite sections of verses, Revelation chapter 21, where it reads, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. 
And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. That is so awesome. Wondrous section of verses there. But then notice the very next verse where it says, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So all the liars are going to wind up in the lake of fire. In the lake of fire. And that's horrible, horrible existence for eternity in the lake of fire. And then we'll finish it up with Revelation chapter 22, picking up verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word. We thank you for the guidance that we can have when we study your word, when we listen to the indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost. Encourage all of us to stay on the straight and narrow, to be truthful at all times, truthful to ourselves, to you, and to everyone else around us, and to never become those liars. And help us to be able to share your love and shine your light into this dark world so they can see the pathway to come to you and get out of their lying lives and get into the truth. 
We thank you, oh, so much for the opportunity to let us to be a part of your work. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.